Well, I'd like to thank everybody who has participated in our service so far today. It's made it great, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's start the uh, main message with prayer. Lord, as we open our Bibles now today, we certainly do appreciate the fact that we have your word so readily available to us. And as we read it today, Lord, help us to uh, want to change our nature. We want your nature. We don't want this human nature that is, uh, fills the world. Uh, we know you're in the process of changing our nature, so Lord, help us, especially in the area of thankfulness, to learn the lesson. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Let's open our Bibles and let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 1. You know, so many holidays have lists involved. Do you ever notice? Uh, for Christmas, I remember as a youngster always making a list of the presents that I desired to have for, for Christmas. So I had a list that was very important to me. Then for New Year's, people always make lists of uh, resolutions that they want to make, changes to bring about in their life. They're always thinking of lists for that. Wouldn't it seem normal to have a list for Thanksgiving? It just seems so normal and natural for people to think about what they have to be thankful for. And we should have lists for Thanksgiving. But you don't see that too much. Uh, it's not a part of human nature to be thankful. It's a part of God's nature to be thankful. And as I said, we're growing in God's nature and we're trying to get rid of this wrong nature, the human nature that besets us so often. It's not a part of human nature to have an attitude of, of gratitude. But God is trying to teach us to be thankful for everything. It, it says here in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, he's talking about this human nature that we struggle against on a daily basis. It describes it by saying, for although they, the people of the world, knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So, the attitude of the world, or the attitude of human nature, this lack of thankfulness, has a prolonged negative effect on people. And people in the world today are suffering the negative side effects of a lack of gratitude in their life a lack of thanksgiving. There are reasons why human nature has a lack of thankfulness, because human nature, first of all, is based on pride. Based on pride. In other words, people think, I am responsible for what I have, so I have no one to thank but myself. So that's an attitude that we want to overcome in this life, this attitude of pride. We are not responsible for what we have and what we are. God is the one responsible. <laughs> All that we have is what he has given us. All that what we are is what God made us to be. So one of the, the reasons for a lack of thankfulness in the world is pride. Uh, a second reason for a lack of thankfulness in the world is dwelling on what you don't have. That's another stumbling block that we all deal with. 
You know, sure, I have a car, but it's not the car that I really want. Sure, I have a house, but it's not the house that I really want. I have a job, it's not the job that I really want. I have a mate, but, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's not the mate that I always wanted. You know, he or she didn't live up to my expectations of what I thought that they were going to be. So again, that's something we need to overcome. We need to focus on what we have and be thankful for that, not on what we don't have. So the reasons for lack of thankfulness, pride, dwelling on what you don't have, and the third one is taking things for granted. Taking things for granted. Just assuming that the blessings will be there. After all, I'm entitled to them. So we live in an age of entitlement where people feel that they've got things coming to them and they get upset if they don't get them. They take them for granted. If I could just share, uh, you know, Pastor Dave and uh, Jen this past week, I think for a long time they took electricity for granted. <laughs> and it's not until you're missing it that you really realize what you have, that you should never take electricity for granted. And you imagine the, the sigh of relief that they felt when the, the power kicked back on. You know, I was thinking back to, to some of the stories my parents told me when they lived through the Great Depression. And you know, they got by with what little they had. And it's not like today where we have so much that we take for granted. You know, when they went through the Great Depression, they learned to live on very little when it came to food, when it came to clothing, and uh, we should never take things for granted. God teaches us. Turn with me to James chapter 1 and verse 17. James chapter 1 and verse 17. James tries to, to teach us this lesson here. Uh, when it comes to appreciation and thankfulness for all the things that we have. It says here, uh, James 1, verse 17, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Amen. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So God is the source we are not the source. You know, when it comes to pride, we feel we're responsible for what we have. No, all good things come from God. Amen. God may bless us through people, through companies, through organizations, doctors, or even the federal government when it comes to our income, but He is the source of every blessing. Thanks should be uh, given to the instruments God uses to bless us but thanks must always be given to God himself. The blessings we receive in life have God's fingerprints all over them. They may come through different uh, passages or different doors, but we look to God as the source of every good thing that happens. Now, years ago, I got into the habit of trying to thank God for everything. And just in discussing with people, you know, life happenings, uh, I'll say, you know, I'm so thankful to God for this happening or for that happening. Uh, you know, whenever I get sick and then I feel better, I give praise to God. 
Now, some people say to me, well, come on, you know, that, that was just a normal cold, or, or you went to the doctor and the doctor gave you the right medication. And uh, no, <laughs> I looked to every good thing happening in my life as coming from God. I give God the benefit of a doubt. Now, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. When blessings come our way or, or when good things come our way, you know, like I said, when the power is off for 24 hours and then comes back on again, the first thing I say is, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Yeah, there were power guys working on the lines out there or, you know, whatever the... Uh, the uh, you know, problem may be if it's water, if it's, uh, you know, a couple months ago, our air conditioning, you know, went. And uh, so we had to get the air conditioner replaced and, and, the heat, and the furnace replaced. And now with the cold weather, every time that furnace comes on, I give thanks to God. I say, oh, that heat feels so good. I can't imagine what it would be like going through the winter with no heat and no fireplace or anything like that. So I always look first to God and give thanks to him. I always give God the benefit of the doubt because, as James says, all good things, every good and perfect gift is from above. God is watching over me 24 hours a day, and I don't care what means he chooses to use to, to bring this blessing or to bring me something that I need, I thank him first and foremost. Let's turn now to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. We own take for granted what God has given us, we're continually thankful. Every time a good thing happens, our minds turn to Him. Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. We know the story here of Jesus healing these lepers. Now on His way to Jerusalem, verse 11, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As He was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met Him, they stood at a distance because that's what the law required. They have a contagious disease, and the Old Testament said, if you have this, you've got to separate yourself. So people tended to live in like a leper colony where they were off by themselves, separate. These ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now that, would something, that is something you would do upon being healed of, of a contagious disease. Show yourself to the priest to prove that the, the leprosy is gone, the sickness is gone, so you can be allowed back into society. So he says, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and this man was not a Jew. He happened to be a Samaritan, a Gentile. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? So all ten men were healed. One returned to give thanks. And notice what Jesus said to this one man who gave thanks. Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now, the other man didn't show faith. They were healed. Jesus here is talking about something beyond being healed. All ten were healed physically, but only this one was made whole 
spiritually. Spiritually. His faith led him to be thankful. And when he showed thanks to God, it wasn't just a matter of physical healing, but Jesus is talking about being made whole spiritually beyond what the other nine men received. This man received something special because he had faith. His faith led him to be thankful. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole or well. So you know what? This same type of wholeness or wellness is offered to us. We are people of faith. And our faith should lead us to thankfulness on a regular basis. And Jesus is saying that that thankfulness, because of your faith, leads you too to a type of wholeness or wellness that goes beyond just a physical healing. We are made whole by our giving of thanks. Psychologists today tell us that sincere gratitude, thanksgiving, is the healthiest of all human emotions. A man who is considered to be the father of stress studies, Hans Seele, has said that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. So being thankful is a very good thing. Just this attitude of thanking people and thanking God, most of all. A thankful attitude will endear others to us and us to others. Thanksgiving is not only good for the receiver, but it's also good for the giver. You know, when you give somebody a gift, uh, maybe a birthday present or, or some sort of surprise gift, a Christmas present, you ever notice when people don't thank you for it? <laughs> you give them something and they treat it as, oh, well, I kind of expected that or it's not quite what I wanted, but boy, you sure notice that when people don't thank you because you feel that they don't appreciate what you did, all the trouble that you went through. But it makes you feel good when somebody does thank you and say, you know, I really appreciate that. You thought of me, you're, you're very kind. I wanna thank you for your thoughtfulness and your kindness and your generosity toward me. You know, when somebody says that to you, you feel good. You feel like, yeah, that was worthwhile. So an attitude of thankfulness is very good, not just for the person you think, but it's also good for you. Amen. And God appreciates our thanksgiving. It lifts Him up and glorifies Him. So whenever you thank God, you're lifting Him up and glorifying Him. Thanksgiving endears God to us and us to God. In other words, it draws us closer. It draws us closer. I want to turn to a psalm of thanksgiving back in the book of Psalms. This will be Psalm 100. Turn back there with me. Kind of take this psalm apart a little bit here. First of all, I'll read through the whole thing. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
Now, when we look at this psalm, I want to focus, first of all, on the, the first two verses. And it describes here three uh, kind of verbs of increasing nearness to God. Okay? In other words, our thankfulness draws us closer to God. It starts out by saying, shout. So that's the first thing that we do. We, we proclaim God. We proclaim God. You know, you might come to church and say, well, I'm so thankful God healed me this past week. Or I'm so thankful God fixed our power supply this past week. You know, you proclaim God. You, you tell of a good thing and add God's name to it. God did this for me. God provided this for me. So the first thing we do is shout. We, we proclaim God's name. And then the next word in verse 2 not only do we shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, number two is worship. That's the second verb, drawing us even closer. Once we shout God's name, now we worship Him. We praise Him for His goodness, for who He is and what He's done for us. We worship the Lord with gladness. And then the third verb is to come before Him. In other words, to come into His very presence and uh, rest there. We come for, before Him with joyful songs. So we do this with joy, with gladness, with songs, because we know that God made us for Himself, as it goes on to say in verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us. We didn't evolve from anything. God created us. We are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. We belong to Him as sheep 